Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, February 12th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It's free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen. As always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, closing in on the weekend here. Uh, and unfortunately, last night, man, the Blackhawks were in a roller coaster ride of a game, and they came up on the losing end, six to five. They blew two third period leads, up four to two, up five to four in the third period. They were up five to four with under seven minutes remaining, and Columbus struck for two goals in a minute and 27 seconds left. They took the 6-5 lead with just over a minute to play, and the story of last night for me really was just how sloppy the Blackhawks played defensively. I mean, they were coughing the puck over a ton in their offensive zone, didn't really give Kevin Lankinen all that much help, and the Columbus Blue Jackets last night, they put up 43 shots on goal. Not, and they're not exactly known to be the most dominant offensive team in the league. It's not like they're like Toronto or something out here. So 43 shots to the Blue Jackets is pretty concerning. And the most concerning part of that to me, honestly, was the Blackhawks allowed 35 of those 43 shots on goal in the final 40 minutes of the game. They were just getting peppered, really were on their heels, and kind of fortunate, honestly, to be able to put the puck in the back of the net five times. Eunice Corposalo, I thought he played pretty well early on, uh, but the Blackhawks were able to find a way to beat him a couple of times in the second and third period. But to recap this game and talk about how the Blackhawks got in a position to lose this one, starting with the first period, actually, in my opinion, the first period was probably the Blackhawks' best of this game, even though it was the only period they failed to score a goal. As I said, they were able to beat Corposalo in the second and third periods, but the first period, I think was just the most complete for the Blackhawks. They outshot the Jackets 9-8, to only allowed 8 shots on goal, as I said, in the final 40 minutes. They allowed 35, which is horrible. Uh, and so, uh, yes, even though the Blackhawks didn't score, I thought the first period was still pretty strong. Their only mistake was allowing Cam Atkinson to score that shorthanded goal, and that was really due to just some lazy, lackadaisical play by Nicholas Bodan while skating the puck out of his own zone. And that's something he'll learn with time, with more NHL action. People forget this kid was only playing his eighth NHL game last night. So those mistakes are going to come. I think people were just a little upset 
uh, at Bodan because he's been so good lately. In the last couple of games, he's looked like one of the Blacks, Blackhawks' better defensemen. And even for being 21 years old, he just showed so much composure. He was, he was using his skating ability to carry the puck up the ice. He was breaking up plays in his own zone and in transition. So even though it was kind of a first period filled with a couple of blunders for Nicholas Bodan, you know, I'm glad he didn't put his head down and it didn't bother him the rest of the game. And also, shout out to Jeremy Colleton. I had someone in my mentions last night during the Blackhawks game saying, oh, if I was behind the bench, I would have I sat Bodan for the rest of the first period. Well, <laughs> as I just said, this kid's in his eighth NHL game. Mistakes are going to happen. So shout out to Jeremy Colleton for not stapling the kid to the bench for the rest of the period and giving him an opportunity, you know, to prove himself again out there and... You know, later on in the game, he he did just that. Um, but after 20 minutes, the Jackets were up one nothing. Cam Atkinson roofed that shorthanded goal past the blocker of Lankinen. And, and also, I wasn't sure, I couldn't tell if this one was deflected off of Patrick Kane's stick and past Lankinen. But if, if it wasn't, this is one that Lankinen has to stop. I mean, Atkinson was th- three or four feet inside the blue line and just fired a wrister over Lankinen's blocker. I know Atkinson has an absolute rifle out there, but... From that far out, that's one Lankinen can't allow. But after 20 minutes, yes, the Blackhawks were down one to nothing to the Columbus Blue Jackets, but they came out firing in the second period. And who else but the rookies to carry the way? Man, these kids are they're doing very well right now for the Blackhawks. And we saw Ian Mitchell record his first NHL goal just 21 seconds into the second period. Great patience by David Camp. He was fighting off defenders, holding the puck on his stick in the offensive zone, and right when it was the perfect time to dish it across crease to Ian Mitchell, he did. And Mitchell tapped it home. Huge smile on his face for his first NHL goal. And then just 56 seconds later, Bo Dan scored his first NHL goal. Zadorov clapped a shot. Uh, wide from the point, and Bodan jumped up down low, hopped on the rebound, and beat Corpusalo blocker side for his first NHL goal. It was a really cool moment there for the Blackhawks. Two 21-year-olds tallying their first NHL goals just 56 seconds apart from each other, and two guys who the Blackhawks are really hopeful that uh, are going to have a huge impact on this rebuild here in Chicago, and so far they've both been looking pretty good here in the 2021 regular season. And the rookie, uh, the rookie showing was not done to finish off the trifecta. Later on in the second period, Patrick Kane made just a beautiful feed, corralling the puck from his forehand to his backhand so swiftly, and then passing the puck cross-crease to find Pia Suter backdoor for a tap-in. Pia Suter now has six goals this season, which leads all NHL rookies. That put the Blackhawks up 3-1. to one. And I also have to uh, mention that Nicholas Bodan was the one who passed that puck over to Patrick Kane. So a two-point second period for Nicholas Bodan, and all of a sudden the Blackhawks were up 3-1 to one late in the second period in this game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before I get into recapping the rest of the game between the Blackhawks and Blue Jackets last night, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you could use for other important things like your mortgage or rent or food. Why would you choose to spend 30% 
50% or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store at a new car dealership. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yes, football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and BetOnline even covers awards TV shows and reality TV. You have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds of every game. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website, or you can use your mobile device to sign up today. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. But the late stages of the second period was really where I thought this momentum flipped against the Blackhawks. Later on in the second period was when the Jackets started peppering Kevin Lankin, and even though the Hawks were up 3-1, to one, they were getting outshot and outchanced, and it just kind of felt like it was only a matter of time before Columbus was going to cut into this lead the way they were playing. And sure enough, who else but Nikita Zadorov takes a bad boarding penalty on Kevin Stenlin along the boards late in the second period. And yes, while the Blackhawks PK has been tremendously successful as of late coming into this game, they had killed off 12 consecutive penalties. You don't want to give the opposing team opportunities to claw their way back into the game. And that's what Nikita Zadorov did with this bad penalty. And sure enough, the Blackhawks PK streak came to an end. Jack Roslovic hammered a one-timer past the blocker of Kevin Lankinen, and with two minutes left in the second period, all of a sudden, it was a one-goal game. Then, heading into the third period, the Blackhawks, fortunately, they were able to regain their two-goal lead. This time, they took advantage of a stupid penalty by Columbus, and just 29 seconds into the third period, Alex Dabrinkit, what a will by this kid, I gotta say. So, this, this faceoff came in the Blackhawks' offensive zone, and they actually lost the faceoff. But Alex Dabrinkit willed his way along the boards. He outfought Seth Jones, who's routinely 
a Norse trophy, a guy who's in the Norse trophy conversation. DeBrinket beats him along the boards one-on-one, wins a puck battle, and finds Patrick Kane at the right dot in showtime. What a shot, top shelf, to put the Blackhawks up 4-2. to Kane's seventh goal of the season leads the Chicago Blackhawks. And I also got to give credit to Carl Soderberg. I was questioning earlier in the game why Blackhawks head coach Jeremy Colleton elected to put Soderberg on the first power play unit with Shaw out. More on Shaw later in this episode. I was questioning why Soderberg was the guy going on that first power play unit when he's got no goals with the Blackhawks this season, but he provided a great screen with that big body on Corpusalo. Corpusalo really had no chance to stop this one. He never saw Kane's shot. And less than a minute into the third period, the Blackhawks were able to restore their two-goal lead. But again, Columbus just wouldn't say die. And again, it was a bad penalty by the Blackhawks that kick-started the Jackets. And this time it was Matthew Highmore taking a bad penalty in transition, interference in the neutral zone, and it was just an unnecessary penalty and one you really don't want to be giving the opposition when they're wheeling and dealing and trying to come back. And again, Boone Jenner struck on the power play to cut the Blackhawks' lead down again. This one, it, it was just kind of a weird play. Cam Atkinson from the right circle just kind of fired the puck on net. I think it caught... Lankin and by surprise, he allowed the rebound, and then no one really took Jenner in front of the net. Hagel was kind of caught skating in the wrong direction, and Jenner beat him to the loose puck. So early on in the third, the roller coaster ride continues. All of a sudden, it's four to three, and then just over a minute later, the Blue Jackets catch a lucky bounce. Cam Atkinson walks in the offensive zone. This one was close to being offsides. Honestly, I thought if the Blackhawks challenged this one, they might have might have gotten this goal overturned. But Atkinson walked into the offensive zone with some speed, and he fired a shot on net. It was blocked by Duncan Keith, and what do you know? It bounces right across the crease to Jack Roslovic for his second goal of the game, and bam, 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 just like that. We're tied 4-4. to But I got to give a shout-out to the Blackhawks. At this point in the game, they were still getting outplayed, but they hung with it offensively, and I wish the forward lines could have done more. It was really the DeBrinket and Kane show, but hey, when they're firing on all cylinders, sometimes that's really all we need, and we saw that Late in the third period with just under seven minutes to play, Madison Bowie made a nice play in the neutral zone to step up and poke a puck up to Patrick Kane. And Kaner found to bring it on a two-on-one, a beautiful, beautiful backhand saucer pass to the Cat, and he one-timed it absolutely past Corpusalo's blocker to give the Blackhawks a 5-4 lead with under seven minutes to play. And at this point in the game, according to Money Puck, The Blackhawks had a 95% chance of coming away with a victory, but we know how it went for Columbus. They just kept battling and kept winning one-on-one battles in the offensive zone, and the Blackhawks' defense, they just weren't good enough on... Michael Delzato's game-tying goal, they, they, Dylan Strom loses a puck battle along the boards. The puck finds Atkinson off the shot. He rings one off the crossbar. Then the puck bounced to the right corner, and what I was upset with on this goal is Kevin Lankinen just had no... For the first time, really all season, Kevin Lankinen wasn't in good position to make a save. And, you know, it's one thing when he's screened or the puck takes a funny bounce off of something... This was one where he just didn't track the puck off the post and didn't get back to the the far post, and Del Zotto literally just grabbed a rebound, fired it on that, and it it beat Lankin into the blocker side. And that was a huge goal to allow with under three minutes to play. 
Um, and then, what do you know, Columbus comes right back <laughs> just over a minute later again, and Kevin Stenland, Oliver Bjorkstrand made a nice pass to split Duncan, Keith, and Alex DeBrinkett. If you go back and look at the replay, not great team defense by DeBrinkett or Duncan Keith on this play. And then Stenland has a one-on-one battle with Nikita Zadorov. He's able to fire a puck on that. It bounces off Zadorov's stick and beats Lankin in five-hole to put the Jackets up 6-5 to five with a minute 14 to go in this game. That one was a real backbreaker. For a couple of different reasons. One, DeBrinkett and Keith just looked lackluster on the defensive side of things with a minute to go. That's never what you want to see out of your team. Second, Nikita Zadorov is six foot six. While Kevin Stenland, I know he's big, he's six four, but Zadorov should have the size battle on him, and he just got outwilled by Stenland walking into the offensive zone. And then for Kevin Lankinen. I know you got peppered all game, man, and I know you've been so good lately. I don't want to critique you, but that is one you got to save with a minute left in the game. The game's on the line. Your team has kind of been on their heels. You got to get at least one point out of this effort. And for Lankinen to allow that goal, it was definitely a little bit disappointing. But as I said, I can't harp on the guy too much. He's been so good through his first 10 HL games. But this one was a toughie. Lankinen appeared to be human last night for, I think it was the first time since uh, his NHL debut against the Panthers, he's allowed five goals or more, and the first time actually he's allowed six. But what it really came down to was the Blackhawks' defense in the final 40 minutes, especially the final 20 minutes, was nowhere near good enough. And if they want to be able to come out with a victory and strike their revenge on Columbus on Saturday, they're definitely going to have to clean up their act in the defensive zone and help out their goaltender more than they did on Thursday night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that takes care of my recap of the Blackhawks' 6-5 loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about the devastating injuries that Andrew Shaw and Connor Murphy suffered just a couple of days ago. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, salted caramel, double chocolate, and they now have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get 20% off your next order. Guys, Built Bar sent me a sample pack. I got to try all 18 other flavors. They're all really tasty. My personal favorites are probably cookies and cream and lemon almond cheesecake. And I also got to try a sample pack of their new flavor, which is coconut brownie mix. And that one, if you like coconut, that is going to be your favorite protein bar. So one more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for 20% off your next Built Bar order.
This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Every Friday on Lockdown NHL, join Joe DiBiase of Lockdown Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Lockdown Oilers as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busiest weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. So be sure to subscribe to Locked on NHL wherever you may get your podcasts. All right, I just finished up recapping the Blackhawks' 6-5 loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. Before I wrap up today's episode, I wanted to be sure to mention the tough pair of injuries that Blackhawks forward Andrew Shaw and defenseman Connor Murphy were diagnosed with just a couple of days ago. So before last night's matchup, it was announced that, well, starting off with Murphy, I I will start with Murphy. He did not suit up for the Blackhawks on Tuesday against the Dallas Stars in the second game of that two-game series in Dallas. And we heard that it was a hip injury for Murphy. Weren't really sure how long it was going to keep him out for. It seemed like a, a day-to-day type thing. And then during the Bla- after the Blackhawks morning skate, I should say, on Thursday, head coach Jeremy Colleton announced that the hip injury, the right hip injury that Murphy is dealing with right now, will keep him off the ice for roughly 10 to 14 days. And that's a tough loss for the Blackhawks because Murphy's probably been their best defenseman this season and honestly that's probably been true the last couple of years I know a lot of people are still clinging on and saying that Duncan Keith is the best defenseman on this team he's always the top minute eater he's led the Blackhawks in time on ice in every season he's played with them but I I still think Murphy's been the better of the two I think Murphy he's just got more size he's a a better shot blocker, and he really does everything right in the defensive zone. He's that great shutdown defensive defenseman the Hawks were hoping he'd become when they traded Nicholas Jalmerson for him. So now that he's out of the lineup for a couple of weeks, that's going to be a difficult loss for the Blackhawks' defense. And we saw the effects of that already on Thursday against the Blue Jackets. The defense just, as I said many times already on this episode, did not look anywhere as they didn't look the same as they have with Murphy on the ice in the past seven or so games when the Blackhawks defense really has been playing their best hockey of the season. So a huge loss. Connor Murphy will be out for 10 to 14 days. Hopefully it's closer to that week and a half mark rather than two weeks. But with Murphy out of the lineup, you can expect the Blackhawks to continue to roll with seven defensemen quite often because honestly they have a lot of young guys they're trying to get in into the lineup right now, whether that be... Adam Boquist, whenever he's back up to game speed. Lucas Carlson, I think, has been all right. Ian Mitchell, obviously, just scored his first NHL goal along with Nicholas Bodan. And also, the Blackhawks just called up Wyatt Kalanick to the taxi squad. And the plan sounds like he's going to get in a game at some point. So it sounds like the Blackhawks, with Murphy out, will be rolling with the 11 forwards and 7 defensemen look in their lineup quite frequently. And now the tougher part of this conversation, which is Andrew Shaw suffering what looked to be yet another concussion in Tuesday's contest against Dallas. Defenseman Joel Hanley caught him in the face with an elbow, and it really just such an unfortunate injury for Shaw for many different reasons. Obviously, 
He's battled through many concussions throughout his career. Just last season, he missed the majority of the year due to a concussion and concussion-like symptoms. He worked so hard to get back on the ice this offseason and get back to being 100% for the Blackhawks. And he was really playing some effective hockey, even though his offensive numbers don't really show it. He only had four points so far. But he was being a difference maker in all facets of the game. He was grinding along the board battles. Thought he was a really good presence on that third line for the Blackhawks. Also was out there on the power play making a difference so that's a tough loss for Shaw um but forget the loss I hope the guy is okay everything that comes along with a a concussion and it was difficult to see that hit and it might have been even more difficult to hear Jeremy Colleton talk about it because he's a guy who's personally been affected by concussions his playing career was cut short due to being diagnosed with multiple concussions and you could just tell that Carlton was so upset with the hit that Hanley Hanley had on Shaw and just the situation that happened. It was just so disappointing to see. And as a result of the concussion, Shaw has already been placed on injured reserve for the Blackhawks. I'm sure there's not going to be a timetable for his return. And I hate to even talk about this because I don't don't want to I don't want to talk about this topic. It's a tough topic to talk about, but. With Shaw just suffering so many concussions, you have to wonder if if this is it for him in his NHL career. I just don't know what more he has to prove. He's already a, a two-time Stanley Cup champion. He's only 29 years old, and he has such a bright future ahead of him off the ice. There's so much more important than the game of hockey. Me and Jay, when we I did the lockdown crossover with the Blue Jackets podcast yesterday, we talked about this situation with Brent Seabrook and kind of ties in exactly to Andrew Shaw I just don't know what he has to come back and prove anymore so a difficult situation for Andrew Shaw to be in first and foremost I hope he's feeling all right oh man I feel so bad for Shaw is he a true warrior and truly an awesome guy for the Chicago Blackhawks team hope he's feeling all right but it doesn't seem like Andrew Shaw is gonna be back on the ice for the Chicago Blackhawks anytime soon All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, February 12th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Colin gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long, dynasty, and DFS leagues. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday. So for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, go Hawks. Let's get a bounce back win. Pick up a big win at the UC against Columbus Manana. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.